Welcome to Bible Studies for Life Adult Podcast. I'm Lynn Pryor. My co-host is Chris Johnson. And Chris, we have Darren Clark joining us for this podcast. Always one of my favorite times when Darren shows up for these. (laughs) That's right. Darren, thanks for joining us for this. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Well, now if you're new, if you're new to our podcast, number one, welcome. Number two, you got to know about Darren. Darren is our graphic design specialist. Uh, in other words, Chris and I, we spend our life with the words, the adjectives, the dangling participles, and all that. Darren comes along and makes it look pretty. He puts the pictures. He's got the big box of crayons, and he Darren does an <laughs> excellent job. Uh, Darren is wearing a, a Buffalo Bills jersey, uh, uh, Bills emblem across his chest today. He's a big fan, and he and I have talked about Buffalo Bills for a lot of years. Now, Darren, With all the ups and downs. <laughs> but we're on the up right now, so it's really good. Well, Tom, people, I told you about Rex Ryan, didn't I? Uh, you did. I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, oh, I remember when Chris like I came in with all my like optimism in the preseason. You're like Rex Ryan, Rex. Like, no, it's gonna be great. Oh, you're right, Chris. No, you're it's right. gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. It's gonna go <laughs> down the right. toilet really fast. <laughs> well, j- just for our listeners, so you'll know why in the world would Darren tr- root for the Buffalo Bills. It's because Darren is, he is from uh, New York state. You're from upstate New York, correct? Yep. You got And yeah, you got to say upstate. Cause you're not, you know, you don't, you, I'm not from the city. I'm from <laughs> upstate. So That's right. yeah, I grew up in the, the rural kind of area. So it was a great place to live and love it. And so just got to support my home team, but I support the Titans too. So, I mean, I've, you know, we, we got a little battle in the house, you know, <laughs> my wife's a big Titans fan. So, you know, when they play, you know, it's a little tense. <laughs> a lot of fun. That's a lot of yeah. fun. We are in our study on the essentials of Christianity, and this week we're talking about the most essential thing about Christianity. It is the resurrection of Jesus, so we're celebrating the resurrection uh, of Jesus, celebrating Easter this week, and this is always a great time. Uh, We recognize that there are some churches that uh, have different things that they do. uh, at this time, uh, but we want to be sure that we, we communicate clearly from the scripture, the truth of Jesus' resurrection, and are looking forward to this. The thing that uh, the lesson writer, Robbie Gallaty, uh, did it in introducing the study was to cause us to think about things that once people <laughs> thought these things were impossible, this will never happen. So things like Buffalo Bills winning a Super Bowl. Things Come that on now. nobody would ever think could happen. I know four times to the dance, four times. That's, a, that's an amazing. It's going to happen. Yeah. Well, do you think of other things that come to your all's mind when you think about um, things that what you once thought were impossible, but that are actually have become reality? I, I, I read a book just a couple of months ago about the internet, how the internet works. Wow. I had to read this book because that is just something that amazes me to think just how all those signals are just flying around and just we're able, e- even the three of us, we are in three different counties here in middle Tennessee, yet we're doing a podcast at the exact same time together. It's just amazing how the internet works. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Darren, you got anything? I mean, nothing. I mean, lightheartedly, I would say, you know, you, you joke about the Buffalo Bills. But my gosh, you know, with like so many seasons of like just the drought, you know, the <laughs> drought from being in the playoffs and all the kind of it's like and it, and you get to that point where it's like, you know, for and again, I'm a longtime fan. It's like you do get discouraged. Like, man, is it, 
is it, it especially when you look at like the all that it takes for like a team to come come around to get to a point where they're competitive and they go to the playoffs and possibly the Super Bowl. It takes so many people. It's not just the players. It's the coaches. It's the front office. It's I mean, there's so much that goes into it. It's like it, sometimes it just seems like how do these people do it? You know how it, ta- it takes so much. And but now, oh man, I'm telling you, this is it. This is our year. <laughs> I'm feeling good. There you go. And that's the way. That's what Darren says every year. Um, so mine thing that that thing that seemed impossible that would never happen kind of goes along with what lens is with the internet and it's it's working remote uh, sure uh, we all are employed by lifeway and and uh, for a while we were working one or two days a week away from the office and then suddenly COVID 19 hit and uh we had to work away from the office we had to see if this thing would work and then we found out it did work and uh the conversation became, how do we continue to do this? So I never, I never allowed myself to dream that something like this could happen and the impossible has occurred. We're doing this all the time. So those are good things. Yeah. Sure. You know, it's interesting too. Like we're, I was talking to, with a group the other day and they were talking about how, you know, the, the possibilities like, like, you're describing Chris, like we can do this remote kind of work, but now it's like, you take it to the next level. It's like, well, gosh, what if I was to move to Hawaii? Like one of the girls is saying, I would love to live in Hawaii. And it's like, but I really could do this, you know? And it's like, so as we kind of go, it's like, who would have thought that, you know, you could go and live in someplace you really like to live and not be, you know, anchored to like a location because of a headquarters when now we have like the possibility of like, Hey, this really is remote. And like, so where could I move? And, you know, it's just kind of cool to think about, you know? So I saw a while back a a story on the internet that said that uh, people, someone was uh, offering to fly people to Hawaii uh, to for for free so they could work remote for a month. We were talking about that yesterday. Yeah. Oh man, that, I could do that. That's a real thing. It's like, that's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, it's happening. Seemed right. impossible, right? <laughs> so the whole reason we're even talking about things that we thought were impossible, but actually are possible is because think about that in terms of the resurrection of Christ. That is certainly something that just, I mean, just, it, it sounds like something being one of those national Enquirer, those weekly tabloids at the newsstand, you know, um, man dead for three days comes back to life. Yet that seems so impossible from a human standpoint, yet that's exactly what happened. And it's that resurrection we want to talk about today. And this is the essential um, of Christianity. This is the thing that makes us distinctive. It is who we are. It's, it's uh, along with Christmas, the celebration of Jesus' birth, the celebration of Easter, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead is our opportunity uh, as the church to to be center stage with the most important story of anybody's life. That's right. So what we want to do as our groups, and let's do this right now, is let's just kind of jump into the story. We are going to be looking in particular at John's uh, account of the resurrection. Uh, In fact, we're going to pick up in John 20 around verse 3. The women have have returned uh, from the empty tomb, and they've told uh, Peter, and they've told the disciples, and here we're picking up in verse 3, where Peter and John are, as as it says here, the other disciple. They hoof it down the road. They want, they're so excited. They want to see this. And it says, uh, Peter, the other disciple, went out, headed for the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter 
Yeah, he's being modest, but John outran Peter. <laughs> I Peter, love that. Peter was slow or John was fast, one or the other. <laughs> right. But when he got there, he says, stooping down, he saw the linen cloth lying there, that didn't go in. Then Simon Peter came. He entered the tomb and saw the linen cloth. The wrapping that had been on his head was not lying with the linen cloth, but was folded in a separate place by itself. Now, here's the interesting statement, then I'll be quiet. The other disciple, again, it's John, who reached the tomb first, then went in, saw and believed. It's a great story. I think several thoughts come to my mind. First, um, the fact that Peter just bust in is so typical of him. That's so Peter, uh, right? <laughs> it really, really is. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think that one of the things that I would s- that would say to people who are leading this this conversation on a Sunday morning is we we need to remember to start from the perspective of the women who first went who were going to prepare Jesus' body for his burial. They had no idea of what was to come. So that utter grief and despair that they were experienced, experiencing the shock of what had happened with Jesus' death um, is, is the context of this story. And uh, it's probably important for us to talk about that in our, in our sessions to set the to set the stage for the the excitement of what happened this day and it seems so extreme too like when you describe it that way especially it's easy to look in hindsight to like you know what happened but to really i mean i when you like you said put yourself in their shoes and really think about like what were what how how deeply they must have been you know you know, feeling this grief and this sadness and this even disillusionment, like what happened? Like, what do we do? You know, like just the depths of that, but then knowing like what's coming, it's like uh, the, that, that swing down and then that, that rise up. I mean, it's just to the, which only underlines again, like Chris, you're saying like the epic moment this is in, in all of like, you know, <laughs> the existence of the world. I mean, it's like, this is the, the pinnacle of like how everything's going to turn and it's like wow it's just it's 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 it always amazes me it never gets old yeah i can't help but wonder what was going through john and and simon peter's heads as they're running you know because we know they have repeatedly heard jesus tell them this was going to happen uh yet they they at least up to this point they'd certainly been clueless about it and as they're running that excitement of is this what Jesus was talking about? Or were they more concerned about, wow, someone actually had the guts to steal the body? You know, well, I'm, I'm just curious what was going through their minds. But then for, for John to walk in there and it said he saw and believed, you know, whatever he was thinking before that, we know at that moment he got it. It's amazing. It really is. And, and I hope that that's some of the conversation that will happen as people talk this week. The other part of this is that we're getting ready to talk about is there was uh, uh, one of the one of the disciples uh, wasn't around the first time that Jesus appeared to all of the disciples, and that's Thomas. So, Lynn, I'll let you do the transition. Yeah, well, well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's. Uh, that's going to be in our third section, the middle section. Uh, we're going to look at verses nineteen through twenty-three. Uh, the tomb, as we saw, the tomb showed that Jesus uh, was certainly not dead; that he was alive. But even now, you get into verse 19, and Jesus himself proved it. Uh, it was, this is the e- that evening. The, the disciples are gathered together in a locked room, and it says, Jesus came, stood among them, and said, Peace be with you. 
Having said this, he showed them his hands and his side, so the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And here's his first evidence. This evidence here, he proved he is alive. Appreciate the fact that we're talking about um, the proof dynamic. Uh, these guys actually saw with their own eyes and touched him and uh, were able to be with him. Uh, what an amazing, amazing thing that uh, was their reality, which caused them to give their lives to share this message with the world. It's amazing. Yeah, man. When you say, you know, the proof, that's, I mean, what stands out to me is, um, like the point in my um, in my walk um, with Christ was I mean I came to faith later in life and I was about you know 29 and you know I had I had come to the point where I had given my life to Christ but there's a this day that I remember um, that I was just like again so I so I wanted to consume this knowledge and just learn and and one of my my, um, my Sunday school teacher, um, David Razor, still remember him, gave me a book, More Than a Carpenter by uh, Josh McDowell. And it was perfect for me because it was a light, easy read. <laughs> it wasn't hard or complex. But I, there's one day that I sat and I, I went to Starbucks and I sat there for like almost the entire day, just read the whole thing and just like, it was so like, just pulled in by it. And and it's such a great book um, it's for so many reasons. Um, but, but it's like, you know, the thing that stood out to me was clearly, you know, the the evidence of like these guys in these in these ladies seeing, you know, Jesus and 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 how that was the catalyst for them going and then doing things that would just defy, you know, anything that was a hoax or anything. And so, you know, you think you talk about evidence and and all that, it's you know, that to me is what I guess, you know, the, my transformation in my coming to Christ was more about what he did in my heart, but is when I went and searched out and like wanted to read like, you know, in this more than a carpenter that really that evidence that really solidified it. It was like it, this, the resurrection and these appearances. And it was just like, you can't, I can't explain that away, you know? And so that's what I love about how it's like, you know, he went to these guys and these ladies to, you know, give them evidence and then he wants to do that even today you know it doesn't change it's not just like again we'll get into this other verse but it's like you know he he wants us to have this evidence i appreciate you mentioning uh the the book more than a carpenter there there are things like that that and i think i hope this is what will happen in our groups where people will talk about when when this story when the story of the resurrection really came home to them where they really got it, where they wanted to know more and experience it. I was, I was a teenager and I, I had always been in church and uh, you know, I just remember a particular Easter where the fact that Jesus was alive and real and the fact that he was real in my life and heart uh, where th- that was just so stark, so real. So um, it, it just changed everything for me as a young believer, uh, just to, to, to experience that in that way. So I appreciate you talking about how at that moment in your life, the right book came into your, came to you to, to help you to take it to the next level as a, in your walk with Christ. Sure. Over the last several years, I've either taught a class or I've been preaching, uh, on Easter, all about the evidences, because the fact that, and I just want people to see this is not just a nice story, but there is so much solid evidence that backs it up. 
And uh, Darren, for me, it also goes back to Josh McDowell. Uh, I was I was a college student. I, I, I didn't have doubts, but I picked up his probably his premier book, I think, that got him a name, Evidence That Demands a Verdict. Chris, you're yeah. old enough. You remember the book. Um, and it's not near as easy to read as More Than a Carpenter. But I remember reading that book and going, yeah, I, I see this. There is really a reason I can, I mean, I can believe this with confidence. Uh, and, and that's just become my passion for us to see this is more than a nice story. This is an event that, that's, as, as you said, Chris, it is the essential element of Christianity. Yeah, and, it's, it, and it's something we can believe with, with conviction. It, it, it's, it's the core. It's, it really is of everything that we believe. So uh, you mentioned first, uh, Lynn, that John looked in and saw and believed. Now we're going to look at a character who was not a part of that group when, when Jesus appeared to the disciples. Thomas right. wasn't there. So we want to look at what happened to him and how he was transformed when he actually saw Jesus. And I want to just say, and Robbie Gallaty brings this out. Thomas gets a bad rap. I agree. A lot of times. You know, doubting Thomas. Yeah, you see other accounts of him in the scripture. And Robbie pulls this out that he's kind of a stand-up guy uh, in, in so much of what he does. But as you said, Chris, he wasn't there that first uh, that first Sunday, but he was on a later occasion. So going along with that, um, when I was a pastor in, in northeastern Kentucky, there was a, a, a doctor in our community who was from India who started attending our church. And he was um, a believer and was a believer from his time in India. He had grown up in the church. And the tradition is that Thomas took the message of Christ to India. Right. And, and, and so they are known as Martoma uh, coming from Thomas uh, uh, as believers. So uh, I've always appreciated Thomas even more after I encountered a believer who uh, has a direct link um, from a faith perspective. Uh, That's great. Thomas and his story. <laughs> That's great. Crazy. So you see this, Thomas, he I shows up, he sees Jesus and he just falls as, you know, my Lord and my God. And I love what Jesus says in response to that. This is John 20 verse 29. Jesus said, he's talking to Thomas because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. <laughs> I love that. I really do. Cause that's me. That's us. Right. And uh, Jesus just reminds us of um, the importance of believing and having faith. And for us, that means not seeing, but yet knowing and believing in our hearts that Jesus is the Christ that God raised him from the dead. And that changes everything. Yeah, you know, the thing that, that this reminds me of is, you know, we're here he's talking about, he's talking to Thomas, like, You've, you physically have seen me, but it reminds me of um, the, the, the verse in, in Jeremiah 29, 13, that says, if you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. And so to me, I think, like, here we are on this side of, you know, Jesus physically being on earth. And, and so he's like, blessed are those who have not seen. But it's like when God promises that you, if you seek him with all your heart, you will find him. It's like, like this, I mean, and I think all three of us can say we've experienced that. I mean, we, you know, we've, <laughs> we, when you find him, like seeing him, and in the way that we do on this side of the resurrection is 
incredible you know it's it's just it's beautiful and um and so it makes me think of that bless are those who have not seen and and believe and and it's like to experience that blessing of believing without seeing is is awesome you know and it's like uh, there's so much in scripture that talks about like you know the you know experiencing god and you know the the presence of his peace and the holy spirit that we have even you know that you know others didn't have on the the other side of the resurrection and um it's just i I just i'm thankful that god has you know promised that but the key there is is you know doing it with all your heart and you'll find him you know yeah, as you were talking about that, I thought of um, he- Hebrews, the passage in Hebrews eleven six that says, "Without faith, it is impossible to please God," and and that's what he expects. That's 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 how we are connected to him by believing in him. Yeah. You know, the thing that really stood out to me too, and and I loved what how you know Robbie wrote in his um, narrative in this section is that reminder that you know. Thomas does get a bad rap and it's like and what it reminded me of is like how important context is because it's so easy to forget about you know the other passages in the Bible that talk about you know people and you know different accounts like you talked earlier about like how um, Peter was kind of the way he was and how he was really zealous and kind of just rushed into things and but you know it's it's so important and i think this is what's important for leaders to really encourage their people to do is to read the bible for themselves i mean and that's one of the things that i god has really pressed on me lately is like man i you know the the small group that i have at high, the high school guys at, at church it's like tell them all the time don't take my word for it read for yourself and when you read for yourself and you read like all of scripture you know the context and that's where i think it's so important here is like the context of thomas's life it's like i kind of forgot about these things until i read this again and i was like wow it's you're right it's like the, the faith that he had and the things that it talks about that that thomas did prior to this moment when you know oh he gets this bad rap for you know being a doubter but you think of you look at the the points of like him being committed to jesus and speaking out when you know he was with with him and they're he's you know doing the the missional stuff and experiencing all that Jesus was doing. There's things that he did that were like, not just like this, Oh, he's a doubter, you know, just it's, it's the context is so important. I love it. Sure. So, I, go ahead. Lynn. I think I, we, we need to remember because this is going to be Easter, be a lot of people there. And hopefully you'll have, uh, it, if you, whether you're teaching class, you're sitting in class, you may likely have some guests there that morning or at least some class members haven't been in a while. Use this as an opportunity to lead them to faith in Christ. We don't just, yes, there is proof that Jesus rose again. But the question is, what are you going to do with that? And this is a great opportunity for whoever's sitting right next to you to say, man, do you know Jesus personally? Good word. I'm going to talk about more about that a little more in just a few moments. But first, let let me thank you who are listening to our podcast. Obviously, uh, the three of us are very excited about uh, this topic and this session, and looking forward to seeing what happens as uh, people gather together to talk about uh, the resurrection this week. So we're praying for you, praying that as you think about the resurrection and its impact on your life, and when it became real for you, that that you'll process some of that and share that with others even before the session uh, this week. Uh, We um, 
again, want to thank you for listening. We do this for you and, and are, are delighted to have this opportunity. Uh, Lynn's going to talk about uh, some things that will help leaders. So if you're a leader, we want you to hang around for just another second. And then I've got some tips for you as well as you head to Easter. All right. Thanks, Chris. And I'll, I'll do my best to keep this brief. But teachers, uh, if you lead a group, let me just tell you about something that's online and it's free. It's a supplement to whatever leader guide you use, but it's called Extra. And, and uh, it's, it's multiple ways to get there. The simplest way, biblestudiesforlife.com slash adult extra. You just go to that page, adult extra, and you click on the session you want to look at. And what you're going to find there is, it's again, it supplements to your teaching plan. There's going to be an idea to kind of help introduce the study. There'll be an idea that's either help you study the Bible or kind of the application part. But what these pieces are for, it's, it's tied to news, statistics, something that's very current, uh, something that we could not have put in print uh, six months earlier, just because uh, that's why it's on the Internet, because we don't have to print it and take, you know, all the mail it and all the time it takes to get products out to you. Uh, but Extra is available. It's online. It's free. Uh, there's a lot of resources on there that, that you can use. In fact, in your leader guide, you will occasionally see an option mentioned that might reference a map uh, a video, a song or something. And those are going to be found on extra. In fact, I can tell you for this particular session, uh, if you use the adult material, the King James adult or the young adult leader guides, you're going to see in your material a reference to something you can use that you'll find on extra. So what we do on extra, we just provide that link and easy access to that. And there's also some resources there that you can share with your class. There's a, I write a, uh, I, for lack of a better term, I just call it a devotional, but it's an additional thought for the group members. Uh, but all that's there, it's just, it's free. Uh, it's easy to access. Uh, I hope you'll take advantage of that. So Chris, uh, share a teaching tip with us. I will do that first. Thanks, Lynn, for your work on Extra. Lynn has always been very um uh, much a part of uh, helping us promote extra. Lynn, I think you've been, you've worked on extra in a lot of different capacities for a lot of years. So um, yep. I appreciate appreciate what you bring to us because of that experience. So if you lead a group this week, it is uh, Easter and the celebration of the resurrection. And some of the things that we have done in this conversation are some things that I want to encourage you to do. Uh, I want you to do everything that you can. I want to encourage you to do everything you can to make it real and personal. Talk about your experiences. Um, be mindful, like Lynn said a few minutes ago, that there may be people who are present who are yet to believe or maybe who uh, have have strayed from being involved um, in Bible study on a regular basis. So keep them in mind and make every effort to uh, welcome folks and make them feel comfortable and at ease. Don't put anybody on the spot for not being around. Uh, one of the things that I want to encourage you to do with people in mind who are have yet to believe is tell the story from, the, from their perspective. Don't assume that everyone knows about the attributes that of Peter and of John or of Thomas. So take time to explain and give the background for those folks who don't have a lot of depth or yes. uh, maturity as far as uh, uh, this story. Uh, keep in mind that there are some kind of, we hope that there are people showing up that this is the first time they've heard this or they've never heard it from uh a perspective of being really interested and wanting to know yep. more. So take the time to, uh, to explain and to give those details and, and just be, be mindful of, of those kind of folks. 
I take the time to explain the background and who the characters are. Uh, wow. that I just can't, can't tell you how important that is. And we're really uh, being encouraged at, at LifeWay to keep those, those kind of folks in mind all the time. I think uh, Darren and I, and I think uh, uh, Lynn, all of us, because of our life's experiences, uh, when, we hear, when we hear others say just the things that I've just said about keep in, in mind those people who haven't heard, we, we've always worked to do that just because of our life experiences. Uh, but it's important for us to, to say that uh, to you as you prepare for this week. Well said, Chris. Thank you. Darren, thank you again for being with us. It's always fun to have you with us and to have your energy and excitement. And again, appreciate all that you yep. bring to uh, to our resources. You got a last word? Man, go Bills. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone full circle. We? <laughs> Here we go. Closing it out strong. <laughs> now, now, Darren, I'm going to have to remind you, for your listen, for our listeners, let's look, we have recorded this podcast early. It's December right now. So you better be praying your Buffalo Bills make it or everyone listening to this podcast is going to be laughing at you. <laughs> you know. Man, I am just going to be like Chris knows I'm going to be just <laughs> optimistic that we are going to be crowned Super Bowl champions this year. All right. We'll see. We'll see if you're a profit or not, man. <laughs> All right. Again, thank you for listening to our podcast. We enjoy doing this, but we we, we keep in mind that we do it for you. We, we hope that you enjoy it and it's helpful to you. And we're praying for you this week as you as you meet together to talk about the essential of Christianity, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. God bless you. 